Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, episode number 413. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Fenack. Having a good day, bud? I'm having a fantastic day. It's a beautiful day on the West Coast, so can't yes, complain. it is. I agree. I uh, didn't get much sleep last night, but I'm, I think I'm just running on adrenaline, and eh, it's working out too. <laughs> yeah. The crash won't be too nice, but it's good right now. Well, that's what the weekends are for. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> You just push yourself harder to have fun then. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's start off with some other news here. Uh, you posted a couple of things I haven't heard about, so go for it. Yeah, so this is the first couple are just relatively minor, but, you know, noteworthy at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I pun intended without intending it. Um, so Google has made some changes in search for minors, um, I guess due to, uh, you know, all the changes with 
COVID and more and more kids are online and uh, sharing information and that sort of thing, Google's made a few policy updates and I'll just quickly touch on those. Uh, for those under 18 years of age uh, or their parents or guardians can now request removal of their images, so photos of themselves from Google search results, which is great. And I feel like that should be for anybody, not just minors, but we'll take what we can get. Uh, this will not remove the image from the internet, of course. Uh, Google can't access third-party sites, as we all know, but it will prevent images from showing up in search results. So if you find your kids are showing up in a, a search for something undesirable or even anything at all for that matter, there is now a way, or there will be, Google's working on this in the next few weeks or months, there will be a process to have that photo removed from search, which is great. Uh, YouTube is also making some changes to the default upload mode for private, or upload mode, they're switching the default upload mode of videos to private for kids age 13 to 17, uh, and safe search will automatically be turned on for those under 18. Uh, kind of surprised that wasn't already, but uh, yeah. but that's great. Uh, who knows what my kids are looking at? I, I try to spy on them, but uh, I think my oldest has learned how to clear her history. So, mm -hmm. uh, they you know, fast. She's, luckily, she's very trustworthy, and I'm not worried about what she's up to. She's just one of those kids, but but still, you know, <laughs> they're, they're getting too tech savvy. It's even at the point where when I can't do something on my phone, I ask her, and she's like, oh, yeah, you just do this. I'll do it for you. She's done. Like, how did you do that? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> We're uh, already those people. Yeah, uh, I know. Here. I feel like my my father, I don't know. I, I think he had a cordless. <laughs> the cordless phone was the ultimate tech advance that he ever experienced. So, <laughs> um, And then finally... Uh, Google Ads is also expanding safeguards to prevent age-sensitive ad categories from being shown to teens uh, and will block ad targeting based on age, gender, and interests of people under 18. So I guess that's that's good news. Help keep people from uh, sending specific ads to your kids. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, that all requires that kids be logged into their own accounts and not their parents' accounts. Otherwise, you know, yeah. you have to wonder that how many kids are logged into their own accounts. Uh, Maybe yeah, a, it's lot. a whole other topic. There's lots to it. There certainly is. So at any rate, I guess the, the gist of this is that uh, Google is making efforts to protect kids. So that's never a bad thing. So, and definitely worth mentioning on the show. I know it's not SEO 101 stuff, but uh, well, if you don't listen to many other podcasts, I think it's good that we all know this. Now, the next bit is about uh, Magento, a platform we don't use very often. <laughs> Thankfully, we're not a big fan of it. Um, but uh, there's a critical vulnerability that uh, Adobe announced. Uh, apparently, there's a patch with 33 security enhancements, including fixes for 16 vulnerabilities rated critical that need to be applied. So anyone out there that has uh, Magento, make sure you uh, update immediately if you haven't already been prompted to. And uh, as Scott mentioned here in the notes, back up first. Uh, there's some backward compatibility issues, so you may end up with a broken site, and you need to make sure you can restore it again if anything, if anything goes wrong. It's good. Like, do I prefer to have a uh, easy to breach security risk of a website or one that doesn't work? <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's just hope that you don't have to resort to those backups or or that another patch comes out to fix those compatibility issues. Yeah, and depending on your hosting solution, you also can perhaps have a, a, a sandbox, an area where you can test all this before you put it live. Uh, that would be ideal. All right, some SEO news here. Google has added an author URL property to huh. uniquely identify authors of articles. So this is 
uh, for anyone who's been in the SEO industry for a while, a bit of a blast from the past. I mean, I realized that, yeah, aspects of this has been, you know, we've been seeing hints of, yeah, uh, Google wants to see um, uh, eat expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness uh, around articles. And part of that is uh, being connected, you know, an article being connected or content being connected to a person who has those qualities. Well, they've been looking at different ways of connecting the dots. And back in 2012, they did this with authorship, where it was a rel equals author. Uh, and then you would point to your Google Plus page, which would then have links to the other places you were you were connected to. It was actually really well done. I, it's odd that they just pulled it apart and dismissed it all, frankly, especially since it's apparently coming back in some regards. I mean, no, it's not considered quote unquote authorship, but uh, the... the <laughs> Parallels are pretty funny. Um, in this case, the uh, URL property uh, is, oh, I dropped the page I have. You don't hear this. Um, it is, where is it here? You saw it too. Same as. You can use a same as property. This is all in the schema. Um, and it is more, it's again, just structured data, stuff we've talked about in the past that you add to the page that explains where it's connected to, who the author is, all that stuff. Well, in this case, there's an author.url property that you can do instead of same as. Uh, it's a, a new recommended property that is supposed to be linked to the author's social media page, an about me page, a biography page, or some other page that identifies the author. Uh, this is really important stuff, especially if you're following anything on the knowledge graph, uh, it's a whole nother ball of wax, frankly. Um, trying to figure how tangential I want to get here. But if you, um, let's say, type in uh, a person's name of significance, generally their knowledge panel will show up on the right side of the search results. And then anything, anything they've been connected with, uh, it can be uh, various profiles, latest articles, uh, photos, you name it. Uh, and this is just another way to connect all those dots in the knowledge graph and make it easier on Google to not only work the knowledge graph, but also uh, determine the, help them determine the quality of content on a, a different level than just analyzing the content. It's really interesting and, again, extremely uh, similar to the, the old path they had with uh, authorship. I like seeing it again. It's overdue. Um, and, and it's uh, a very logical approach that I'm glad they're bringing back. Anything else you want to add there? No, I think you got it. Um, it it's just, it, it's really surprising. You know, it works so well. And then it was just one of those things that Google pulled the plug on. I, I feel like we knew it had to come back eventually. It was just such an obvious addition to eat and, and helping a website's authority that it, it's good to see that they're taking some steps to bring that back. Yeah, and, and you did some digging, and we were curious when it started and ended. It started June 2011 and ended in 2014. Um, bizarre. Anyway, uh, I guess wiser parties came into play and decided that this is important. I don't know. Anyway, I guess it was uh, before its time. I, I, I was joking earlier that uh, I bet they knew that they were going to pull Google Plus a few years after that. So they thought, let's get rid of everything associated with it first to make... Uh, make life easier later. Cause could you imagine if they pushed authorship hard uh, right up until the end of Google plus and had authorship as a really strong contributing factor in the SERPs, 
they, they wouldn't be able to pull the plug on Google Plus. They'd need an alternative, or it would screw up their whole algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet true. they knew. Although they loved messing with us, so they probably just added another. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who uh, knows? Another thing for us to do. Google Plus. Another Plus. hoop. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? We have Google Spam update still rolling out over three weeks. Uh, not a big oh, yeah, surprise. I put that in there. <laughs> yeah, you put that in there, but you know, hey, um, not a big surprise. I feel like all the updates now, none of them are, you know, flip a switch and done these days. They're all, you know, being spanned out over multiple updates or multiple weeks. Yeah. So this Google link spam update uh, was released on the 26th, I believe, of July. And they said it would take a few weeks and Danny Sullivan's been piping up saying, well, it's still not coming. It's still not done yet. It's pretty, probably, probably next week. <laughs> um, well, honestly, who cares? Um, it's interesting. And for, for those that want to follow this stuff, um, what is it going to do? That's every, anyone's guess exactly how much impact it'll have. Uh, the idea is they're trying, I assume, based on what I've been reading, that they're trying just to improve their ability to, track and identify um, links that should be noted as paid or sponsored uh, so that they can nullify them, uh, you know, so they don't help the people who have obtained them. Um, and in more extreme circumstances, uh, penalize in a manual fashion, uh, fashion the people who are doing it uh, blatantly and uh, to a great extent. So that's it. But we don't know the extent of how much impact that's going to have until it's fully rolled out, I guess. Um, it's probably a small update, though. There's really, they've done a lot of the big sweeping, I hope they have anyway, big sweeping adjustments already. I think it's these are more micro fixes. Yeah, I'd agree. But the one nice thing about updates like this, so many updates, well, primarily the core updates, if you get burned, you, you really don't have recourse to fix it. I mean, you do, but it's a, it's a fight, right? Whereas in this case, if you do get hit by this, it's a pretty safe bet that you lost links that were counting, that were no good, and now they're gone. So, you know, the, the fix is probably get new good links. So <laughs> yeah. probably, I mean, I'm, I'm taking a guess here, but I think it's a pretty accurate guess that that's going to be your fix if you get burned by this one. True enough. All right. Top stories images aren't showing in Google search. What's yeah, this so all about? Yeah, so Wednesday morning, there was a Wednesday the 18th, there was a bug in search results for the top stories results that sometimes pop up. So if you do a random search, uh, in this case, one example was COVID booster shot was one. Uh, and you see, you know, a handful of top news stories appear up at the top. And the image thumbnails associated with those are blurry. They're just not working. And uh, I wasn't even going to mention this because I figured by the time we got around to recording, it would be fixed and it's still not fixed. I'm able to reproduce it. So um, hmm. if you happen to see that and maybe you're one of the websites that is showing the news result and you're seeing your images as being blurry and starting to panic, like what's going on with my site? Rest assured, it is not your website or your problem. Google will fix it. And uh, hopefully it doesn't result in a reduced click-through rate in the meantime, but uh, Hmm. just another Google bug floating around. Yeah, but the news sites are not too pleased. I uh, can't imagine that's good for them. Oh, it can't be good for the click-through. I, I bet uh, we don't have any big news clients, but I'm sure John is seeing this. Uh, if you've got a high-traffic site that relies on appearing in those top stories, I bet it's having a big impact on click-through rates. I would be surprised Absolutely. if it wasn't. 
All right, uh, let's take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk about an indexing bug that is, uh, uh, well, our, the way to report indexing bugs. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. 
Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Fenak. So uh, Google's tool to report indexing bugs is now available in the U.S. And the concept of this uh, is, and I guess U.S. being, we're, we're still not seeing it in Canada and elsewhere, but uh, it's at least available somewhere. Uh, the concept here is if you notice a bug, Spectrum Mobile is reinventing wireless again. Get unlimited on two-plus lines for $29.99 a month per line. No contracts, no added taxes or fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60% with Spectrum Mobile. Get unlimited on two-plus lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999 or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two-plus unlimited lines. Spectrum Internet required. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Restrictions apply where something is not being indexed in your site and you, it's just inexplicable. All the help files, everything you've looked for just does not, you know, give you the insight you need. You can report the indexing issue now uh, through Google Search Console. Uh, this uh, is intended as a reporting channel for suspected indexing bugs only though. So um, they're going to walk you through some questions and stuff after you try to submit I guess, just trying to determine if there's um, any way they can eliminate the question before it ends up getting sent to Google. Googlers who will need to spend the time on it. And if there is a, a bug, they do uh, you know, identify that you know, you're correct. There is something they may reach out and, and work with you to, to correct it. Uh, they may not, but um, hopefully they will attend to it. And there are a number of them um, that have appeared in the last while. There's, uh, you know, different communities and, and, and forums are mentioning them. So uh, too many to count, I'm sure. Uh, Google is one monstrous uh, uh, machine. So I'm sure there's lots of issues out there. And this is good. It's a nice way for people to be able to report issues. This sort of thing is fantastic. I mean, how often, I mean, how often have you got a page that should be indexed and simply isn't and it's inexplicable, you know, you've got all the nav set up properly, you've got a high quality content page, links coming in and whatever, and it just doesn't get indexed. I mean, we don't see it super often, but it certainly happens. And uh, this is great that if it's related to a bug, which I'm sure more often, well, occasionally it at least is, mm -hmm. uh, there's a bit of an avenue to go down to get that fixed. 
Yeah. And you potentially are actually getting connections with Googlers, which as anyone who's been in the market a while knows that's not something you, you scoff at. Uh, most of the time they just, you, you fall on deaf ears. Yep. <laughs> now what's next year? Yeah. So we talked about this a while ago. It's been coming down the pipe for a few months, at least. Uh, the structured data testing tool that Google has is now officially dead, uh, sort of. They uh, announced a while ago that Google was getting rid of it in favor of the rich results tester. If you had ever used the structured data testing tool, you would have seen a pop-up come up that said, uh, this is going away, you want to use this tool instead. But the problem with that was the rich result tester does not do the same thing as the old validator did. Uh, so ultimately what happened is the validator is now and has been moved over to schema.org. So you can find it at validator.schema.org. And the rich results test is live as well. So if you go to the old structured data testing tool, there are two links pointing you to the validator and one pointing you to the rich results tester. So probably not a super critical deal for anybody because the validator is available elsewhere. But, you know, just a reminder, you might want to update your links. If you've got links to the validator through your blog posts, um, you know, the quality will be higher if you have those pointed to the right place. Check your bookmarks anywhere that uh, you may be using that. So, so um, for listeners who aren't familiar with this, what's the difference between the validator and the rich results tester? So the, the validator checks all of your structured data markup. And whether it's valid for search results or not, it'll tell you everything that you've got marked up that it can find. Uh, and tell you what's on that particular page, correct. Uh, the rich results test is specific in that it won't show you everything. It will only extract marked up content that is that qualifies to be potentially a rich result. So you don't get a complete picture. They, they're both good tools for different reasons because you may have content marked up that won't appear as a rich result, but it, it should be marked up. So you kind of want to use both tools really. Uh, so yeah, the rich results tool is more specific for what will directly appear or can directly appear in search results. The validator checks all of your markup on that page, uh, regardless cool. of if it is useful or not. Excellent. All right. Now for some local SEO news, as uh, listeners know, I, I love checking up the local search forum. Uh, there's always some fascinating things going on there. It's really a place for people to post issues they're having that are cutting edge or literally now um, and get some experts popping in to answer. Um, it's a, a really good place to be. This particular one was a very day-to-day -day question I noticed, but then I got drawn into it. Uh, the question was um, regarding primary, primary category versus secondary categories in Google My Business. So when you're filling out your Google My Business profile, it's obviously best to maximize it, fill everything out you possibly can. Uh, but one of the questions this particular person had was whether or not uh, they should be adding specialties, in this case, it's a medical clinic, to the category that makes the most sense, uh, such as um, how many they should be adding to the secondary versus the primary. Uh, so the primary is medical clinic, the secondary is doctor, medical center, wellness center, family practice, physician, general practitioner. He asked, should I be adding specialties to the category that makes the most sense? We offer a wide range, or does it have more weight to add it to the primary category? More generally, do services even have an effect on ranking? 
Some say to do, some say to do not. Now, this is services now. He switched this a bit. Um, services are a, a different section. But what I think he's asking is whether or not by adding these, they're going to have any effect. So it's a twofold answer. And Joy Hawkins did a great job of responding actually quite succinctly. Uh, the primary category is really the only one that has a, a lot of a significant amount of weight in, in rankings. The secondaries have less. Uh, so uh, it, you know, fill them out, but don't stress too much about that. When it comes to services, and this is where you can add in what you offer and a little blurb about each thing you offer in your business, uh, they, they don't actually have any impact on rankings. Um, it's similar to like having a meta description tag on your, your web pages. It's great to have, it helps click through rate, but it doesn't do anything for rankings. And the same thing applies here. They don't help with rankings, but they do help with click through rate. And the reason why is if someone's obviously, if they're looking at your Google, my business listing and, and, and opening it up and looking through and seeing what you do well, they're obviously they, they're going to see a lot more, but also when they do a search, and one of the examples uh, looked clearest, uh, I thought, was uh, someone looking for uh, uh, someone to weed their lawn. So lawn weed uh, services or weed weeding services. Um, because this particular business had mentioned weed had mentioned weed control in their services listing, and this is within Google My Business profile. Uh, below their result, it said with a check mark provides weed control. And that came directly from the services section of their Google My Business listing. That wouldn't be there if they hadn't filled that out. So that's what's actually called in Google's uh, world here, uh, justification. So yes, this is something they do. So this is a person you should consider calling. Uh, this is why we're showing them in the Google local results in the map, in the, the local pack. I know there's a lot to unpack there, but the, the simple fact is it's good to fill all this stuff out. Uh, and this, the primary category is the most important. Second category is less important. Services don't have impact on rankings, but do help click through rate. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Next it's up. All... Yeah. Yep. What oh. is next? Oh, it's me. Um, oh, <laughs> the under the Mueller files here. Um, uh, and I guess the hint is that a site colon search does not show all pages. So if you're not familiar, I'll quickly go over that. If you go into Google and do a search for site colon and then your website address, www.stepforth.com, hit enter. Google spits out a whole bunch of URLs from your website. Uh, and someone had asked in a recent Ask Googlebot video installment, uh, all of my URLs are indexed. And when I check in Google one by one, the total number of URLs is 180. But in Google SERPs, only 28 URLs show. Why is that? So John responded, the short answer is that a site query is not meant to be complete nor used for diagnostic purposes. The query limits the results to a specific website. It is not meant to be a comprehensive collection of all the pages from that website. Um, and as a lot of you may know, if you are keen on finding how many pages Google has indexed from your website, then use Search Console instead. So there you have it. If you've been doing a site colon search and wondered why you're seeing what you're seeing, don't worry about it. If you really wanna know what you have indexed, have a Search Console account. If you don't, you should have had one a while ago, so you might wanna create one. And you can go into the coverage report and see what is indexed. And if something is not indexed, you can see Typically, you can see why it isn't. Not everything ends up being uh, 
as cut and dry as we'd like, but often it will show up there. So that's much better for troubleshooting. And uh, to be fair, even from my experience, I find Search Console isn't 100% perfect, but it's what we've got. So it's uh, that's the way you should be doing it. Although a site colon search is a good idea because you might still see things that you didn't know were happening. Uh, so often I'll do a site colon search. And if there's an issue with your indexing or um, maybe somehow robots.txt is playing a factor in there and uh, it'll say description not available due to robots.txt or something like that. So it's a good idea to still check that, but don't worry about the quantity of pages and which pages specifically are appearing. Have you seen that? For, I haven't seen that in ages now. Description not available due to robots.txt. I don't um, think they show that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. When was the last time I saw that? I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Now, let me know if you see it again, because I'd, I'd be interested in knowing. Uh, I, I once upon a time thought it would be cool to have a tool that could identify sites that had that issue, because sometimes it's, in, it's a mistake and it'd be good to let them know. Yeah, um, absolutely. But you know, one thing that gets me about this is once upon a time, you do a site colon stepforth.com, just put that into Google in the search. There's no spaces or anything. And you would get a fairly comprehensive listing of every page, but then they removed that ability so I don't know why the hell they left the site colon search option. Yeah, it still had, well, I guess if you're trying to do an advanced search of the content on your website to find yeah, a specific page, fair enough. Um, that would be a good use for it, but definitely not. Well, even John says not used for diagnostic purposes, but there are some diagnostic uses for it as it is, mm -hmm. but um, you really just have to know that it's highly limited and you're not going to get a comprehensive response out of Google on that search. Yeah, it's too bad too, because it was it was a really a, kind of a fun and effective method during competitor analysis when we did that a lot. Oh, we used uh, to use it all the time, all the time. Yeah, and I would be a great indicator yeah. just how well indexed a website was. Yeah, too bad. Well, uh, next here and another Mueller file is uh, Google. It's normal for twenty percent of a site not to be indexed. So uh, this was a, a really good actually uh, uh, response. And I'll try and uh, unpack this a little bit for you. Uh, in this case, a person was saying that 20% of his pages are not getting indexed. It says they're discovered, but not crawled. Does this have anything to do with the fact that it's not crawled because of potential overload of my server? Or does it have to do with the quality of the page? In John's response, it's probably a little of both. So usually if we're talking about a smaller site, then it's mostly not a case that we're limited by the crawling capacity, which is the crawl budget side of things. If we're talking about a site that has millions of pages, then that's something where I would consider looking at the crawl budget side of things. But smaller sites, probably less so. As usual, it's, you know. <laughs> it depends. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think the real meat of this comes in and, and later on, he says, he continued his answer. He says, with regards to the quality, when it comes to understanding the quality of the website, that is something that we can take into account quite strongly with regards to crawling and indexing the rest of the website. So if you have five pages that are not indexed at the moment, it's not that those five pages are the ones we would consider low quality. It's more that overall, we consider this website may be a little bit lower quality, and therefore we won't go off and index everything on the site. He suggests taking a step back and try to reconsider the overall quality of the website and not focus so much on technical issues for those pages. This comes up so often that I just felt we needed to cover it again. Uh, you know, if your site isn't getting indexed, you're not getting the visibility you deserve, um, Google Search Console can really 
you know, shine a light on this. If that's the case, then it's quality. Most of the time it's quality or just the fact that you're not known. And typically that's because you don't have great quality or you haven't done a good job of at least showing someone that you have it. Uh, you know, you need to get out there just having the website, you know, the old moniker, uh, you just, you can't build it and they will come. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you've got to have something and make sure it's worthwhile and it earns the right to rank as dear, dearly departed Dana Lickadoo always said, uh, you know, earn the right to rank. It's important and uh, it's not easily done in all, in many cases. So uh, make sure that content is outstanding. Okay. Wow. That was a lot. That was a lot. We, we, we usually have some questions, but it's been a little quiet on the Facebook forum. Um, please do jump in, jump in there and add some questions. It's free. Uh, you don't get free consultations from us very often. And we, but we'd love to provide it for the show and, and help everyone out. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company, Senior SEO, Scott Van Act, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have show notes newsletter. You can sign up for it, seo101radio.com, where you don't miss a single link and you can refresh your memory of a past show at any time. We are a little bit behind on that, so I, I do apologize for those that are waiting for the next episode. We're switching around a little bit of staff and uh, just uh, training them up on, on doing that. So... Anyway, have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air, well, I'd say every week, but you know what it's like these days, every two weeks on WMR.FM. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.